Next on BYU Sports Nation, the day has arrived. Basketball game day at St. Mary's. Why a win over the Gales would change everything for BYU. It's a play-by-play Thursday with BYU's Greg Rubel and St. Mary's Alex Jensen, plus our and one picks. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo on the sustainability of football independence, the effects of a 4-9 and nine season, and a game with Notre Dame. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Show me your St. Mary's face. BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B, your day-to-day play-by-play, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, January 25th. Yes, it is. Wherever and however you are dialed in, wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Australia Day historian, Jerem Jordan. Well, apparently that day is today, because in Moraga at the game tonight, it's Australia night. Is it tomorrow? Is the actual day in Australia tomorrow or something? It was pointed out to me by one Ben Bagley, who lived for a couple of years in Australia. mission trip. That... While the game is happening, it will officially be Australia Day in Australia like because the, of the time difference. Like the 4th of July in the U.S.? Is that the case? Is Correct. That it, it marks the anniversary, Did they separate from England or something that day? The 1788 arrival of the first fleet of British ships at Port Jackson, New South Wales. Oh, for Peter Jackson. Because New Zealand's nearby. <laughs> there you go. Right? <laughs> Yes. You're the Australia Day historian. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. The Gales are celebrating Australia Day, as they should. Well, Australian night. uh, Every night in uh, McEwen Pavilion is Australian night. Their two best players do not hail from the United States of America, but rather from Australia. Instead, they put up hail. What? Shout out to Governor Arthur Phillip. Over to bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball on the road to celebrate or perhaps spoil the Australian night festivities with the season rematch at St. Mary's. The Cougars, of course, working to avenge an overtime loss in late December. BYU head coach Dave Rose. Why? A lot needs to change this time around. There's not a lot of things that we really need to change if we just if we get them play the same game and get an extra rebound here or make another shot here or don't foul or they turn it over. Uh, you know, maybe we can you know, you know, turn the tide here. And I, I think our guys are really confident that uh, um, that we can beat them. We just got to go out and do it. Okay, so maybe not that much needs to change. Interesting take from the head coach. Yeah, we'll see. BYU played a great game at home. How much did home benefit the Cougars? No Dalton Nixon. He's back. That's good news for BYU. So we'll, we'll see what kind of difference BYU can make on the road. We'll break it down in a moment. Game tips at 11 Eastern on ESPN2. BYU radio coverage with Jason Shepard and Greg Rebell begins at 10 p.m. Eastern. Women's Hoops returns to the Marriott Center. They host St. Mary's tonight for a control of second place in the West Coast Conference. Both are tied currently. St. Mary's won the first matchup 57-49. Watch the game on BYU TV with your boy, Spencer Kent Linton, at 9 Eastern. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo met with several members of the media yesterday for his semi-annual roundtable discussion, 
a loaded conversation that Jerem Jordan was a part of. We will discuss several aspects of that in the coming days. Homo answered questions about the sustainability of BYU football's independent football program, actually getting a home game on the schedule with Notre Dame, and, as you are about to hear, the impact of a 4-9 football season. Certainly last year was a situation where, oh yeah, I'm certainly concerned because that was a, a year that wasn't to our standard. And that's the way I look at it is everyone that knows anything about BYU football, you could just see it. And the way I can say it, you could feel it. It, it wasn't the standard of football that um, the coaches, the players, the athletic administration, the fans were, were used to. What was the feeling like in that meeting, Jerem? Uh, it was almost an hour. There were a lot, of, a lot of topics discussed, which we'll break down a little more later today and other shows, but that BYU is going to be independent for the time being. Mm. Listen, right. the Mountain, going back to the Mountain West, American Conference, uh, Power Five, that was all brought up. That was all discussed. Nick Emery, Notre Dame, like all of that. We'll go into it a little bit later. In the NBA, Kyle Collinsworth with the Dallas Mavericks began his second 10-day contract. Played last night. 3.7 rebounds and a loss to the Houston Rockets. But he's still in the league, still doing stuff. Hopefully it means he can stick. I'm glad he's getting his shot. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A win changes everything. BYU basketball has a massive opportunity tonight to throw a major wrench into the West Coast Conference Championship status quo. That being Gonzaga usually wins it, St. Mary's occasionally there. The Cougars have won four straight, but will face the nation's 16th-ranked team who have won 14 games in a row, and that's just the tip of the rivalry iceberg. Ahoy! Today's Twitter question. What does a win or loss mean for BYU Hoops tonight at St. Mary's? Use the hashtag BYUSN at VAR underscore black. I know we have a good team, but a win tonight will show us how good we really are. And if we are a tournament kind of team, I will jump on the train if they win tonight. Whoa, 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 whoa. A win over St. Mary's win- in Moraga tonight. It's a, great, it, it's a great step towards that. I don't know. You wouldn't just be in yet, though. Oh, I will don the tourney if they win, at, if BYU wins at St. Mary's tonight. I think it would certainly help. Okay, here's my opinion. If you lose, which is the expectation, nine-point dog, Less than 25% chance by Ken Palm and BPI and team rankings. Okay, BYU's not supposed to win this game. St. Mary's just went to Gonzaga and won. Like, this is a tough go, right? If BYU loses this game, you're not going to win the regular season title. Okay? And you're, you're going to finish in third. Gonzaga's not going to lose three league games, in my opinion. And BYU would lose another one. Okay? If you win, if you win... Like you just said, everything changes because now you've got a shot if you can take one from Gonzaga at home and avoid non-St. Zaga, non-St. Zaga losses the rest of conference play. You got a shot. You got, I, don't, I don't know if it happens, but you have a shot at the regular season title. You have a shot at second. You have a shot at validating the improvement that we talked about, which would be not finishing in third and not going to the NIT. The belief goes next level. Because if you can win at St. Mary's, you, you can, can win anywhere. You can win in Spokane. You could beat them in Vegas. It opens the, op- the eyes of opportunity for the rest of the season. A BYU loss is expected, right? So if it happens in a lot of ways, outside of BYU circles, 
It just feels like another Thursday night in West Coast Conference play. It's what's supposed to happen. It's supposed to be a decent game. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be close, competitive. St. Mary's wins. They're on their way to the championship. Certainly disappointing for BYU to come up on the short end of the stick, but it's expected. But what if the Cougars win? I am with Jerem. We already talked about the win streaks on the line. That's great. First and foremost, BYU is playing for any legitimate shot at winning the West Coast Conference. And year in and year out, that is at the top of their goals list, right there with making the NCAA tournament, right? Win the conference, get to the NCAA tournament. A win tonight for BYU shakes everything up in the WCC. Enough so that National College basketball writer Andy Katz was writing about it this morning saying, look, this is a very scary game for St. Mary's. Because BYU can come in here and change the whole outlook of the WCC. It's on the radar, right? BYU would jump back within one game of first place. They would catapult themselves into the NCAA tournament bubble. Every major metric for measuring a team's value would get a notable boost. This opportunity is enormous for BYU. And you compare that to, well, what if they lose? It's expected. So... The attitude I want BYU to take into this game is, yeah, there's a lot to gain, but from a national standpoint, not a ton to lose. Riddle me this. The first time BYU lost, you counted it as a moral victory that it was close. Would you count it as a moral victory if it was close tonight? Yes, because BYU was absolutely embarrassed by St. Mary's repetitively last year. The closest they finished to the Gales was a 12-point loss in Moraga, and I don't think it was that close in the second half. Hey, you lose by 20-plus at home. You lose by 31 in the West Coast Conference Tournament. You're doing St. Mary's face. Oh, You're doing it, it. It's, that's what it evokes. That's what it evokes. We, we do it again. Oh. It's not, that's not as strong. <laughs> that was like a, like a level four it's out of because 10. I'm excited about the opportunity. Yeah. Ask me tomorrow if BYU loses to St. Mary's Opportunities are exciting. Again. Wins are really exciting. Yeah, let's 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 Clearly, do this. Clearly, this will not be easy, as is highlighted by our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. You always wanted four when facing a ranked St. Mary's team. That one win was at home uh, with Kyle Collinsworth a couple years ago. Dave BYU's- Rose, but listen to this. Listen to this. Dave Rose is six and eight against ranked teams in true road games. That's really good. Six Almost five hundred eight. Okay, and three of those games were non-con games of the 14. 11 were in league. Beer didn't get any of those non-con. So in conference, so they are 6-5 and five against ranked teams on the road. Mountain West. And Wait a second. BYU and, and is won three six. of the last four all in Spokane. Dave Rose is 6-5 and five against ranked conference opponents in true road games? Yes. Oh, baby. That's actually really good. Uh, BYU took care. Playing these Mountain West teams was one thing. Playing St. Mary's in St. Mary's is another. It just, yeah. BYU didn't beat New Mexico in the pit ranked very often, right? This is that situation again. The St. Mary's is the new New Mexico. Well, I feel like St. Mary's is new New Mexico, almost like UNLV, right? BYU could not beat UNLV in Las Vegas. They couldn't do it until Jimmer for that senior year. Took the national player. They could not do it. Yeah. So yeah, it has. Imagine how good BYU was when had the national. And didn't you hate UNLV? (laughs) BYU fans yeah. despised yeah. UNLV because of that. Ugh, Same feeling is carried over to St. Mary's. BYU's chances, by the way, of beating St. Mary's, according to Ken Palm, 23%. I'll take it. 
Play the game ten times. You win two or three. Okay. Well, I, we I ain't playing ten times. That could happen. Once, Team rankings has it at eighteen point nine percent. ESPN BPI at seventeen point three percent. So all right around in the same ballpark. Whenever I hear the percentages like this, I just think of UVU having one percent and beating BYU and Provo. Just there's always a chance. That's why they play the game. Unbelievable. What were BYU's chances to beat Gonzaga each of the last three years in Spokane? Ten in one of them. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling on Twitter, hashtag BYUSN, and join us, please. Tweet, tweet. What does a win or loss mean for BYU hoops tonight at St. Mary's? At USU Coog 11. A win would mean much more than a loss. If BYU can find a way to get the W, my outlook on the rest of the season will change dramatically, as it should. Yeah. We just outlined why it should change dramatically. BYU, okay, BYU's lost two games in league to the two teams they're playing this week, okay? St. Mary's in overtime, should have won that game. Pacific on the road, should have won that game. I'm with you that BYU has improved. I just need the validation against St. Zaga and the standings somewhere, right? I, I don't want to count margin of loss as improvement. I want BYU to slow down Jock Lando somehow. I want Dalton Nixon to have an impact tonight. I want TJ Haas to have a bigger impact on the game tonight. And let's see if BYU can't pull this one off, man. Let's see. I'm excited about the game. Absolutely. More tweets on the way. Plus. St. Mary's play-by-play. Alex Jensen tells us why it's Australian night at the game in Moraga this evening, even though it's Australian night every night. (laughs) Every time they play, it's Australian night. And next, a guy that we always like. Greg Rebell joins us from the road on game day. What type of chance does he give the Cougars to knock off St. Mary's and mess everything up? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN for those watching on BYU TV. That was footage of BYU beating a ranked St. Mary's team just a couple of years ago. Chase Fisher, Kyle Collinsworth doing work. Men's Hoops plays at 16th ranked St. Mary's tonight. It's on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. It's a late one. West Coast, 11 Eastern time. Pre-game on BYU Radio at 10 Eastern with our homie, Jason. I'm going to go get us another little fridge, Shepard. Yeah, sorry about that, man. You're just trying to clean it. It's all good. Yeah, and I broke it. <laughs> you break it on thing, purpose. That thing hissed you? at me like a mad animal. It was weird. When I was cleaning out the ice, like, it just all of a sudden it was like... Which we then gave the ice to some of our students in another <laughs> room. But here, deal with this. I'm excited about our new... Uh, what is it? Magic Chef. Magic Chef refrigerator fridge. on the way. <laughs> We're each paying fifteen bucks. It'll be good. Yeah. Our Twitter question today: What does a win or loss mean for BYU hoops tonight at St. Mary's? If BYU beats St. Mary's tonight, I'm buying you and Ben and Jason lunch tomorrow. How about that? Okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. be that happy that I will. I already I wanted will, BYU to win quite a bit. I will buy all of you lunch tomorrow. And it's not going to be like fast food, right? Like we'll go to a sit-down establishment. Yeah. Okay, let's go to a sit-down. I'm like yeah, man. a four for four is good, but no, um, I'll buy you lunch. Okay, okay, I'll buy you lunch cool. tomorrow. Have you talked to Brittany about this? She's finding out about it right now. We're <laughs> <laughs> <Or> on demand. <laughs> At BYU to the Swamp answers today's Twitter question: A win means we can maybe expect more of this team, a bubble tournament team. A loss means BYU is who we thought they were. A third-place team bound for the NIT. That seems a bit dramatic, 
but that would stay within the status quo, right? It seems dramatic because the league has been a two-bid league for five of the six years here. If it is a three-bid league, that would be a tremendous thing and would be an overachievement by a young, seniorless BYU team against two ranked teams in this league. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is a man who I know has an elite St. Mary's face, Greg Rebell. Greg, welcome back to the program, my friend. I hope you're enjoying your travels. So far, so good. And I, I, I just uh, you know, wish that I could be back in time for lunch tomorrow uh, to join <laughs> you guys. Will you buy Greg lunch uh, later? Like, what if we – oh, he, you won't be back for Friday. Hmm. Yeah, because he's Another going day. to. Well, I don't know. Wait, is Greg involved in this? Yeah, let's throw Greg into the mix. Yes. Greg, let's throw you into the mix, man. I'll make it happen but, but whether he, it's tomorrow or you not. Won't need to, you won't need to pay for me tomorrow because I won't, I won't be back in time for lunch. But, but another uh, day. sounds like fun. Another day. Okay, yeah. okay. Listen, BYU was one shot away from beating this team in Provo. If Zach Selyus makes that baseline jumper, the rhetoric is entirely different. Now the Cougars are back in McEwen Pavilion where they are 1-5 in, in league play over the last six what is the key to BYU beating St. Mary's tonight, other than obviously scoring more points? Well, I, I think it, it really comes down to getting enough from everybody else uh, beyond Yoli Childs and, and Elijah Bryant. And the USD game was, was the kind of game you'd want to have uh, against St. Mary's or any team, that kind of balance. Uh, Yoli and Eli, uh, their scoring was down a bit. They combined for 27 points, but the rest of the team scored 57 points, uh, or rather 47 points. And, and that's, uh, that's certainly enough uh, you know, to, to, to get the job done. And I think if BYU can have that kind of balance, uh, they're going to be in good shape against St. Mary's. Uh, in, in, in the first game uh, back in Provo, uh, Landale and Narr, let's say they're big two, uh, combined for, for 43 points. The rest of the team scored 31 you know, BYU's big two, Yo and Eli had 45, the rest of the team had only 19. And so, again, just a, just a little more balance, uh, I think, is what BYU would need uh, tonight. Does T.J. Haas swing things potentially for BYU in that regard? Well, he's certainly pacing in the right direction. Uh, when, when, they, when they played the first time, he was in the midst of, of four straight games under, uh, under 10 points. And you look at how T.J. is playing lately, his last three games, his numbers are shooting in the high 40s or the 50s or the 70s, if you will. And, and he's, uh, you know, he's in a double-figure scoring run right now. And so the way that both he and Jashir Hardnett are playing together at the same time is a positive sign. And again, it, again, it lends to more balance than BYU would have had the first time against St. Mary's when Jashir made one field goal and, and TJ made three. Uh, and now they're both playing at a higher level. And, and Yoli and, and Eli are, are still the same two guys you know, they were. And so that that there are more guys coming to the table right now is a very positive thing for BYU, and I think it's the kind of thing you need to have against St. Mary's. What type of matchup do you expect from Jock Landale and Yoli Childs tonight? Because the first go-around was an all-star display from both of them. Yeah, they kind of canceled each other out. Uh, There's only a two-point differential between the two of them, 31 points and 29 points. That's why I say it kind of came down to who else is going to uh, help you or hurt you, as the case was. And, and for St. Mary's, uh, you know, NAR had a modest 12, but then there was balanced scoring, you know, four or five guys scoring between five and ten points. And after Yo and, and Eli, there was really not a lot else going on for BYU. And so um, not that you're simply going to say we're going to give, you know, Landale is 30, but that said, you almost have to, you know, dedicate yourself to a particular approach and, and, and then hope that you're good enough elsewhere 
uh, you know, to make a difference because nobody is really, really stopping Jock Landale. Um, in WCC play, he's got three uh, 30-point games. He's been under 20 only twice, and on those nights, he still had, he still had double-doubles, uh, 13 and 17, 19 and 10. And so, you know, Jock is, is, is the national player of the year for a lot of good reasons, and I don't think anybody takes him away. Clearly, no one takes him away. But the kind of game St. Mary's was playing at BYU was trending to be the kind of game BYU would win. They didn't go nuts from three until late, and that was important. But uh, it was a game where they turned it over 15 times. You turn St. Mary's over 15 times, you're doing a heck of a job defensively. And, in fact, it was uh, the, the, the best defense St. Mary's has seen this year. Uh, BYU held St. Mary's to, to their lowest offensive efficiency number of the year. And BYU did a lot of things you want to make St. Mary's do or not be able to do. BYU shot 15 free throws. It's actually above average uh, for a St. Mary's opponent. So BYU did a lot of good things in that game. Yet uh, they were outshot in the first half. They were outshot in the second half. They were outshot in overtime. They were out-rebounded. Uh, they were outscored on second-chance points 9-1. to one. There were some things that needed to go BYU's way that didn't. That said, a lot of positive things were accomplished. And, again, they had them to a – uh, a tie game in the closing seconds and a shot to win it. What more would you want? There are only three individuals that can stop Jock Landale, and they're dressed like zebras. <laughs> if, if Jock Landale gets in foul trouble, that would be a tremendous thing for BYU because Jock Landale played 44 minutes. He only sat on a minute of that first game. Now, I don't know, Greg, that BYU needs to be like, okay, we, we've got to get him in foul trouble. That's, that would totally be a different identity thing for BYU. But for, for him to go 13 of 15, you just, you just have to avoid that in some way. So what does BYU even attempt to do in slowing him down? No, one, no one's really done it yet. So I don't know, I don't know that, 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 that the formula is there. Because, I mean, you could, you could simply dedicate two defenders to him every time he touches it, but you, then you're going to leave out the guys that you know are good enough shooters to make you pay. Again, it was, it was a cancellation. Uh, Yoli's 29 took away Jock's 31 for the most part. And so, you know, St. Mary's had to deal with Yoli Childs, and then they're wondering, what do we do to stop that guy? He had 29 and 10, 29 and 10 against us. But it is, you know, the, 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 the senior trio for St. Mary's, they played 43, 44, and 45 minutes. Okay, and it wasn't that Jock wasn't – I mean, it's true that Jock wasn't in foul trouble. It doesn't mean he wasn't fouling. It's that they weren't calling him. And then they need to have officials call what are obvious fouls against Jock Landale. That would help a lot. But uh, those three guys – are the guys that St. Mary's turns to at the beginning of the game, at the end of the game, to carry them through. You look at their last, uh, you, you look at the game against BYU. They trailed at halftime, came back to win. They were down, down six points late, five minutes to go, came back to win. These last two games they had against Gonzaga and Pacific, trailed at halftime, trailed late, came back to win, came back to win. Uh, you know, those, those, those three guys, Nar, Hermanson, and Landale, have been doing this uh, enough for enough repetitions over the many years to, for Randy Bennett to feel the ultimate confidence in them to make the right plays and execute uh, down the stretch. You'd like to have, um, not that it has to happen this way, but you'd like to be able to push that lead. BYU never did get it, I don't think, beyond eight in Provo. Uh, and I think there were a couple of occasions that really could have maybe put St. Mary's a little more on their heels if they got that thing to 10 or 12. It never really happened. And that would be a nice way to do it, not that it's the only way to do it, um, but it would be nice to see where you have a little more comfort. But when you play in Moraga, that's that's not necessarily the top of the menu. Uh, you you look at the games BYU's played against St. Mary's in Moraga since they joined the WCC. They're one and five. The one win was by three points. 
The five losses are by an average of 10 points. Three of the six games have been decided by 11 or more, three of them by seven or fewer. So BYU has won a close game in Moraga. But of the 14 games BYU's played against the Gales all time since they joined the WCC, 10 have been decided by double digits. Three in BYU's favor, seven in St. Mary's favor. And so, you know, the more comfortable margins are more the, uh, are, are more the, uh, the, uh, the rule than the exception right now. Greg Rubel, the voice of the Cougars, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Greg, the game earlier this year was an anomaly in the Dave Rose era, according to your A-stat that matters. Yeah, Dave Rose, uh, his teams are, are great at closing out games. Uh, over the years, uh, Dave's 13th season now, BYU's a remarkable 301 wins, 10 losses, 301 and 10 wow. when holding a lead when holding a lead with five minutes to go. That's, that, that, that's pretty lock solid. That's 96.8% of the time. If BYU's up with five minutes to go, they're going to find a way to finish it out. And in Provo, they led by six with five minutes to go and did not win the game. But it's yes. a rare thing that that would happen. Less than once a year does a Dave Rose team lose uh, a game when leading with five minutes to go. Again, they're all but automatic at closing it out. It didn't happen that night, and that's how good St. Mary's is, forcing BYU to do something it doesn't do very often, less than once a year, and that is lose a late lead. Greg, what would a win tonight for BYU really mean? Well, you're right back in the championship hunt. First and foremost, you are right back in the mix. Uh, St. Mary's coming off a a four-game road sweep, now playing back at home. Uh, to get them in their building, it's a season split. You're a game back. You're tied with the Zags more than likely, and you're right back in the hunt. And that's you know that, that that's for the short term the most important component of this thing. If you don't win in St. Mary's, you're, you're now three games back of the Gales, and they'll have nine games to play. Uh, you know they'll have won if they win tonight. They've won 15 in a row. What are the chances they go six and three and bring you back in it down the stretch? Not very high. So it's just it's a massive game that way. You stay in the hunt, and then that's what has to happen. And then beyond beyond that, it's uh, it's all about you know trying to construct a port a postseason portfolio. And uh, BYU has remaining in its season before Selection Sunday, eleven, twelve, or thirteen games. Right, they have ten more regular season, and then one, two, or three games in Vegas. So they have 11, 12, or 13 games left. Of these 11, 12, or 13 games, they're going to see St. Mary's or Gonzaga three, four, or five times. And so really, all of what BYU has to do to put itself where it wants to be on Selection Sunday is ahead of it. They have everything in front of them to get done. They do control a lot of what's going to happen to them on on Selection Sunday here in these next few weeks. There's a lot of opportunity presented here in these next number of weeks starting tonight. I'm excited. Greg, what is a cool thing about Canada? Well, today uh, on the St. Mary's campus, we're told, is uh, Australia Day. Uh, St. Mary's, since the turn of the century, under Randy Bennett, has, has had 18 Australian on the roster. And they've got a bunch again this year, and they're honoring them tonight with uh, Australia Day, which reminds us that the last time that uh, St. Mary's staged an Aussie-themed party was on Matthew Delavadova Jersey retirement night, and BYU won that game. It's BYU's only win at McEwen Pavilion. So hopefully the precedent repeats itself that on an Aussie celebration day, BYU wins in Moraga. But, but, it, it, but it's about Canada. So let's bring it back around. So 18 Australians have played for St. Mary's since the turn of the century under Randy Bennett. So in that time, one Canadian 
has played for BYU, and that is Jimmy Balderson. Yeah, yeah Jimmy! David and Nixon's so, business partner. We honor McGrath, Alberta native Jimmy Balderson, who to this day is in the top 20 in career three-point field goals made at BYU, in the top 15 in three-point attempts, and was not too far away from joining the 1,000-point club at BYU. So, Jimmy Balderson, we honor you on this kind of Canada Day on Australia Day. <laughs> Fantastic. He goes by Jim now. Jim. He's, he's so old. Yeah, he's, he sounds very professional. He's, he's always old. Jimmy to me. Yeah, yeah well, I agree with you, Greg. He's, he'll always be Jimmy. Great stuff, man. Uh, enjoy the call tonight. We look forward to it. And let's beat the Gales. I'm very excited. This is uh, it's shaping up to be just an epic night, and I hope it turns out uh, the way we all want it to because it would mean a lot for this BYU basketball program, short-term and long-term. Uh, I'm pumped up. Uh, Terry Nashif will be with me. Uh, courtside, always great insight from Terry. Mark with me back on Saturday as BYU's back home to Pacific. So big weekend, big night. It's on BYU Radio. Tune in, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, Greg, we'll be listening starting at 10 Eastern. Take care, man. Okay, bye-bye. Greg Rebell on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up, and one picks. You know an and one means the ref called the foul. WCC officials, man. Blow the whistle, please. And next we talk to the Gales play-by-play man, Alex Jensen. Does he think the officials will actually call a foul on Jock Landale tonight? No, come on. <laughs> Down under. Welcome back on a game day. Not just any game day, BYU St. Mary's Beat game day. Beat the Gales, day. let's go. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere you would like to engage. BYU basketball, Dave Rose re-airs right after this program, coming up at the uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time and 11 a.m. Mountain time following BYU Sports Nation. Dave Rose on how to beat the Gales. A BYUSN headline refresh now, beginning with... The game day. BYU on the road for round two of this season against St. Mary's. Looking to avenge an overtime loss from earlier this season. Game tips at 11 Eastern on ESPN2. BYU radio coverage with Jason Shepard and Greg Rebell begins at 10 p.m. Eastern. The pregame show to get you all set. Women's basketball plays St. Mary's as well. Both uh, BYU and St. Mary's tied for second place in the West Coast Conference. St. Mary's won the first matchup 57-49. The game's live at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Tom Holmo, BYU Athletic Director, met with several members of the media yesterday for his semi-annual roundtable discussion. He fielded questions about the state of the BYU football program. You will hear some of his comments in about 10 minutes. And Kyle Collinsworth finished with three points and seven rebounds for the Dallas Mavericks in a seven-point loss to the Houston Rockets. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the voice of the St. Mary's Gales, Alex Jensen. Alex, you've been broadcasting a team that's won 14 straight games. How's life, man? Boys, boys, it's going well. Let's uh, let's not bring up the winning streak too much. I'm, I'm, you guys know I'm a former baseball player, very superstitious. <laughs> don't step on the chalk lines. Don't mention winning streaks. We're all good. So 14 in a row uh, for St. Mary's. Um, why is it Australian night tonight? Isn't every night Australian night, Alex, at St. Mary's? Well, I, I would I would assume you guys would know that it's Australia Day and uh, uh, on Friday actually, but it, it actually is. Um, so the, what they're going to be doing is they're going to be handing out. Um, Kangaroo T-shirts. The, the team's gonna be wearing them in the uh, in the warm-ups. They're gonna give them to the students. Uh, but while that game's being played, actually, it'll be Australia Day down under. So 
that's the reason. But they, this is the second year they've done this. They, I think it was against USF last year, which coincidentally is uh, is green and gold, the the, the national colors for uh, the Australian Olympic team, uh, <laughs> as chance would have it. But uh, uh, they're going to be serving meat pies at the um, at the concession stands, which is an Australian uh, treat, or so Emmett Nar tells me. And, uh, and they'll play the Australian anthem, so it's uh, it, it'll, it'll be it'll be it'll be a cool night. And I know it's really cool for uh, for the six Aussies we have on the roster. Alex, for those that haven't been to McEwen Pavilion and seen a game there, what's the environment like for a game like tonight with rival BYU? Uh, well, first of all, we got to get you guys out there at some point. Um, yeah. But it is, uh, you know, actually. Uh, uh, Bob McKillop, who's the head coach of Davidson, compared it to Cameron Indoor in Duke. Just the size of it, and I mean, I know obviously it's not Cameron Indoor, right? Um, but when when there was a game in 2009 in the NIT when Steph Curry was in his his last year at Davidson and Patty Mills when his was in his sophomore year at St. Mary's, and that was obviously billed as a big game. But he compared it to Cameron Indoor. It is small, fellas. I mean, the roof is low. Uh, it seats maybe 3,500 <laughs> with standing room only. And I anticipate it being standing room only tonight uh, in a sellout crowd. Um, as I'm sure, you know, the guys have told you that have been out there, it gets really, really loud and really hot in there. It's, it's, uh, it's really unlike anything that any, any environment that I've ever been in just because of the size of the gym and the amount of people in there and the high level of basketball that's been played there the last, uh, the last 10 or so years. But yeah, I mean, you, you guys got to come out at some point. We'll, uh, you know, we'll make sure we we uh, we treat you to to um, to some fine Moraga cuisine, as I was telling Jeremy <laughs> yesterday, and uh, and uh, maybe some meat pies. You never know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If meat pies is a sell, I ain't coming anytime soon. But I would like to go. So well, uh, actually, what I'm told is that meat pies, like the cheaper the meat pies, the better, uh, is what I'm told. So like it's a taco, like, I mean, I, apparently. They're uh, so like good. Like a taco yeah. or a hot dog or something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, what's the vibe going into this game from the St. Mary's side? Because for BYU, it's like, okay, that first game win in OT, it was at home, it's certainly going to be a challenge, but I can't wait to see this one. What do you think of the matchup tonight? Well, it's always a big game. I mean, when, you know, when BYU comes to town, it's, it's always a big game. Uh, obviously, you know, BYU, I think, I was, I was actually looking at this last night, with one more win, St. Mary's will have their 11th consecutive uh, 21 season. With three more wins, BYU will have their 13th consecutive 21 season. So you know what it's going to mean. I mean, it's going to mean two teams that are, you know, have NCAA tournament aspirations year in and year out, uh, two teams that are at the top of the West Coast Conference every single year. So, yeah, it's a big game. I mean, and, and you know, obviously St. Mary's kind of had the upper hand the last couple of years, but there's obviously no doubting around here the talent that BYU has on their roster. And, you know, like I told you guys uh, a couple a month ago or whatever that was before we uh, before the game in Provo, I've been really impressed with what Dave Rose has been able to do with this team and, you know, slowing the tempo down. Uh, last year they were like fourth in tempo on Kempom. This year like they're like 250th. Uh, but it's made them more efficient. He's adjusted to his personnel. So, I mean, I, I think everyone here is anticipating a, a tougher road of hoe than it's been than it was certainly last year. The voice of Gales basketball, Alex Jensen, with us on BYU Sports Nation. There was, I guess, a collective idea that last year's team at St. Mary's was the best ever. I mean, certainly in the conversation, is this team this year better, thus making them the best ever for St. Mary's? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah, there was a team in 2008-2009 that won that actually set the school record for consecutive wins at 15 and it was a team that featured Patty Mills and uh Omar Samhan, Diamond Simpson. 
they're good players on that team, really good players. Uh, and that's kind of the team that Randy Bennett, at least a, as of a couple years ago, always compared his teams to. Uh, in terms of having just a dominant guy, though, I don't know that I've anybody that I've seen anybody in a St. Mary's uniform as dominant as Jock Landale has been this year. And when you have someone like that, and you throw in the experience, the team is certainly in the conversation with the team last year. I mean, I think um, you know they went through some growing pains from going into last year to this year, losing guys like Joe Rahan and Dame Pinot and Kyle Clark, who's now out for the year. Uh, but yeah, certainly right up there. I mean, this one, the one last year, um, and, and that team in 08, 09, along with maybe a couple of others. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's right there. I think there's still work to do before you put them at the top of that, at the top of that list, but definitely in the conversation, especially considering what they've been doing over the, uh, since Thanksgiving. Are you aware of the St. Mary's face from Spencer? Uh, you know what? I brought that up to Ben a couple days ago uh, when, he, when he called and asked me to come on today. I am aware of it, but I would love to hear the origin. So, Spencer, let's hear it. <laughs> well, when BYU is 1-5 in Moraga, Alex, it doesn't evoke good feelings for BYU fans. And the emotion just got really raw at some point. They decided to take a screen cap of it. And it, uh, say, you made the it became a thing. It was easy, yeah. It became a thing. <laughs> I got you look very frustrated in that picture. That's, that's <laughs> all I know. And very frustrated. And I mean, trust me. I mean, you know, we've had that feeling about BYU around here as well. I mean, there was a stretch there with Kyle Collinsworth <laughs> and all those guys where it was, man, it was tough. So I get it, man. We, we, we've, uh, we've all been there, right? <laughs> yes. You know my pain, Alex. You know my pain. <laughs> hey, good luck winning a 15th straight because you've won 14 yeah, straight 14 at St. Mary's. Row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's enough, guys. That's enough. <laughs> Alex, good to talk to you as always, man. Enjoy the call tonight. Fellas, it was a pleasure. We'll see you in Vegas. Alex Jensen on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He's what I like about St. Mary's the most, by yes. far. It's yes. not even close. Yes. Hey, coming up, what NFL team is showing some interest in Fred Warren at Senior Bowl? I bet there are multiple, but there's one that's sticking out. He's been showing out. Good for Fred. Although he did stand almost on his tippy toes. Oh, my gosh. The measurements. Also, I will look to extend my two-point lead in today's and one picks. Bet's on the way. Just beat St. Mary's. You get a free lunch, Jerem. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. My name is Spencer Linton. I am sitting next to Jerem Jordan. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. BYU women's basketball team led by West Coast Conference leading scorer Cassie Devashray takes on the league's best shooting team, St. Mary's, tonight for a battle for sole possession of second place. It's at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. I love that we're only showing highlights from BYU wins against St. Mary's as we come back on the BYU TV side. <laughs> it doesn't happen often. You know why? You know I know yeah. that? Because Kyle Collinsworth had an interesting haircut in those last set of highlights. I like his hair now. I think it's good. Yeah, much better. I think it's better than it used to be. What does a win or loss mean for BYU basketball tonight at St. Mary's? That Drake Pintail tweets in, everything to gain, nothing to lose. All the pressure on St. Mary's. Yeah, there's some stuff to lose. All right. We do it every game day. It's time for and one Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. All right, here's how it works. Jeremy and I will both make two predictions about aspects of tonight's game. The first is worth two points. The second is worth one, just like and one. My first pick tonight, and I am trying to hold on to my lead. 
is that BYU will be within six points at halftime. Jerem, this is more of a hopeful pick for me because I don't think the Cougars have a prayer if they get down by double digits against St. Mary's. Mm. They're so just six, too good. They're so too efficient. Six or fewer. They will be within six points yeah. at halftime. Gotcha. And one. TJ Haas will outscore the goggled wonder Calvin Hermanson. Mm. Okay. Did he do that at home? Seven. No. Hermanson was the dagger. Eight. <laughs> Eight. It was plus one. <laughs> it was the dagger, right? Plus one. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> All right, my first two-pointer. Uh, Elijah Bryant will be BYU's leading scorer tonight. Okay? It won't be Yoli Cobbs. It'll be Elijah. Give me some of that. And one. And Jock Lando will have two first-half fouls. Yeah! I think this is going to happen. I hope you get your one-pointer, Jerem. This is how BYU has a shot in this one. I hope you get your one-pointer. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling for Those that. Those the N1 picks. Spencer has <laughs> 10 points. I have 8 points this season. Oh, please. Yeah, I, these are fun. Childs, please. If TJ House outscores Calvin Hermanson, also a good thing for BYU, yeah. right? Balance. One of us should have said BYU will win. Oh. We should have gone. That's that a little route. too aggressive. For I me, know. To be honest. <laughs> we want to. We want to win the competition. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. I wanna we want to win the competition. Win. You had the opportunity to sit in the Tom Holmo media roundtable discussion yesterday, and I thought, one, you did a fantastic job, kind of encapsulating the highlights from that meeting. That oh, was thanks. it. Was great stuff. Uh, Tom had to answer some really tough questions, including. If BYU was looking to join a conference, and if so, when that would happen, listen to this. This is the uh, you can ask me that question a thousand times, and the answer is going to be if that day comes, you're going to know it. I'll make the announcement, but there's no right now. It's the same. It's the same answer that I've always said. We're, we're not looking right now to get into another league, and that led you to tweet out. I think BYU is going to be independent for that's, the foreseeable future. That's the vibe I get. BYU is very comfortable in this situation. Slash, what's the hurry right now? September for BYU football is a hot topic because it typically, as an independent, is loaded with very difficult games. Now, Homo says those tough Septembers are the necessity when you choose the route of independence. It, it's it's one of the difficulties of independence is if you, those are when you can get the best games. So it's a matter of either getting those games or getting games where people aren't going to really feel like it's a good schedule. And and our team needs to play a good schedule. I think I think there's some middle ground there that's not being hoed, if you will. Now what's interesting is he said it's harder to get B level games than it is. A, a level. or C level? Games. No, no, no. A level. You can always get to C. He said, but I is BYU saying no to games? Like it's too tough. September is too tough. It just is. I. So do you take a C level game and replace that with an A level game in September? Do you want to win or do you want to win the schedule? Do you want to win on the field or do you want to win the schedule? Do you want to win with season tickets or do you want to win on the field? This is like, the great debate. Like, I don't right? know that you can have both at uh, at a non upper-level Power 5 school. It's the debate that will wage on until BYU shows that they can navigate through a September schedule with an above 500 record, right? Or at least a 500 record. I'll take 500, maybe. Yeah. And then you're hoping to lose maybe one game the it's rest of the year. It's been typically a 1-3 start, even in the Bronco years. Even in the Bronco Mendenhall years with yeah. a tough September. Kalani started 1-3 both years. 
Then what are we to make of the Ty Detmer situation? Kind of a strange departure for the offensive coordinator for two years. Homo said he is still under contract, speaking of Ty, for the next year. And while he will not be at BYU, he will certainly always be a part of the BYU program. Well, he'll always be a huge part of our program uh, for what he's accomplished and just the character and the way he acts. So grateful for that kid. I'm glad that there were comments about Ty because there weren't any when he was relieved. And which, I wanted there to I be some. I thought was really odd, frankly. Yeah. Given everything that Ty Detmer's done for the university, I know the offense stunk this year. I know that Taysom Hill and Jamal William covered a myriad of offensive sins last year. But he's Ty Detmer. So I'm glad that Tom Homo took some time to talk about Ty because, like he said, yes, he's a huge part of BYU football. Uh, Tom said he's one of the most beloved BYU football players of all time, maybe the most beloved of all time. So I'm happy that that was said. I just wish it would have come a little earlier. Hey, and Jeremy, speaking of lightening up schedules, BYU might actually get that home game with Notre Dame. Well, not a home game, just a game. Or they, a game. Tom thinks that they're going to decide it on the field and not through a buyout, per se. That's, they had conversations recently, and he thinks they're going to play a game. We don't know if it's going to be in Notre Dame, at Notre Dame, or in Provo. Doesn't it have to be in Provo for there not to be a Nothing buyout, Nothing has though? to be anything. Okay, they can I guess you could renegotiate it. that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because, like, if you're BYU, you'd rather just play the game than not, right? Just play the game. I just want Notre Dame back on the just schedule. Just play it in September with all those stacked ones. Coming up, the three players in Vegas' top 15 Heisman hopefuls next season. That BYU will play next season. And Big Rush of Five, because that's his Twitter handle, doing work in the NBA. What was the stat line last night? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guests, a play-by-play lineup of BYU's Greg Rebell and the voice of the Gales, Alex Jensen. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. We just showed the Dell of a dagger. Why did we do that again? <sighs> Coming up tomorrow, Steve Cleveland. Eliminate Let's all footage it. of that, please. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU plays at St. Mary's tonight. They're ranked 16th. They've won 14 in a row. Take that, Alex Jensen. BYU looking to avenge the overtime loss earlier this year. The game tips at 11 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2 and BYU radio coverage beginning at 10 Eastern time. Did you know Jason they've won Shepard. 14 in a row, Jerry? I heard that. 14. They've won 14 wow. in a row. 14. Women's Basketball. Returns to the Marriott Center to host. Host St. Mary's for control of second place in the WCC. St. Mary's won the first matchup in Moraga, 57-49. Cougars looking to even it up on BYU TV Live at 9 Eastern. Cougars in the association. Kyle, don't call me Collingsworth. Collinsworth finished with three points and seven rebounds and a seven-point loss for the Mavs to the Rockets. Football. BYU will face three of the top 17 Heisman candidates in next season's schedule, according to Vegas oddsmakers. Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor, 6-1 to odds. Arizona quarterback Khalil Tate, yikes, 14-1 to odds. And Washington quarterback Jake Browning, 25-1. to Good grief. Oh, and Jerem, about those easy Septembers, all three of those guys BYU will face in September. Cougars in the NFL. Tony Pauline who covers the NFL for DraftAnalyst.com and USA Today, reports Fred Warner is impressing people with his range and coverage and his knowledge of the game. The Washington Redskins are currently the team showing the most interest. Soccer. Jen Rockwood, head coach at BYU, announced this morning that Steve Magleby will join the BYU women's soccer staff as an assistant coach. Magleby will replace Alicia Kramer-Rose, who recently stepped down. Magleby, a former member of the BYU men's team, and played and coached internationally. Cougars in the PGA. 
Zach Flaherty's off today in the first round of the We Are Farmers Insurance Open. So Watch does Tiger Woods. For those elephants. Oh, it's El Tigre. He's back. Tiger Woods <laughs> making his PGA Tour debut, 2018. Love him or hate him, you have to admit, the game is more interesting when he is playing. Well, when he's decent, yes. Even when he's bad. That's true. When he's terrible, <laughs> more interesting. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. All right, Jerem. Yeah, who, get, who, who gets it today? Who deserves the Rise and Shout today? Uh, I, I have no idea. I want to give it to Kyle Collinsworth. For beating St. Mary's and playing for the Ab- ex- It's amazing how well you know me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not just for what he's doing in the NBA, but because he was on the team that last beat a ranked St. Mary's team. Thank you, Kyle, for helping me eliminate St. Mary's face for at least a night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's tomorrow, too. And then I get free lunch tomorrow from you. What does a winner loss for BYU hoops against St. Mary's tonight really mean? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Joe Brady 12, a win tonight is a chance at the big dance. A loss creates a much harder road to get there. Not insurmountable, but significantly more challenging. I agree with 100% with every aspect of that tweet. Yeah, a win would certainly would certainly help. By the way, uh, at WCC officials tweeted at me, uh, don't hold your breath on your and one. Uh, that Jock will have two fouls in the first half? Neither am I, but I'm really hoping that happens. He's playing by the Landale rules, Jerem. Like the Jordan rules and the Pistons <laughs> and everybody else. By Good the book. way, we asked people to send in their St. Mary's faces. They've been sending in pictures and gifts of everything else but their yeah, faces. Yeah, no one wants to send in their own face like that. <laughs> so they're sending in gifts and pics. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> At Loyal to the Royal. Well, since my boss is a St. Mary's alum, a win would cause me joy and elation. But make me concerned about job security. Despite that, I still want the Cougs to win. That's dedication. Listen, if it costs you your job, that's a cost of business. Our elite tweet of the day from at Away Cougs. A win means that this team is what we've been secretly hoping it is. But we're too afraid to say out loud. Say it out loud, vampire. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Jimmy Balderson. Of course it's going to be him today. BYU basketball with Dave Rose. Re-air starts in two minutes. Beat the Gales!